Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so glad that you are here. And we are going to talk about parties. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what kind of parties do you want to talk about today? Are we going to have a Halloween party? Are we going to, are we going to have a a Rocky Horror picture show party? I'm definitely not that one. (laughs) So, okay. So we have talked a lot about parties and special events in the last month, but one thing that we kind of forgot um, is staff and staff parties. And so today we wanted to talk a little bit about making sure that as a program, you're at least aware and you have a decision on how you want to handle birthdays, baby showers, weddings, you know, all those things that happen. And sometimes your coworkers are close to their peers. Uh, So that's one thing. But what if somebody's a brand new staff person and they show up a week before a, a wedding and everybody's, you know, chipping in funds and they're told they have to chip in $20 for this work um, wedding gift. So, you know, this person doesn't even know the person who's getting married. So something to definitely think about. We'll talk about the pros and the cons about kind of like once you start. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it it should be one of those things that's in your standard operating procedures. We talk about that ad nauseum. We're not just making stuff up. This stuff needs to be in your uh, SOPs. So, okay. So let's start with, um, I'm going to, let's, let's just start with baby showers and babies because um, most child centers do have staff who are that age. And and I just threw one for a person who is a director of a childcare center. Yep. So So let's talk this through. So you've got a couple of different options as a director. You can have it as part of your SOP that you are going to host work type um, sponsored showers, or you're going to host or buy a gift from the business, um, or you're going to do one where everybody chips in whatever they want. So those are kind of the different options or none of the above that it's just not, you know, as a, as an organization, that's just not something that you do as an organization. If the well wants to invite staff, should you do have a rule sort of like they have in kindergarten, where if you invite one kid in the kindergarten class, you have to invite the whole kindergarten class. So does your staff have to invite all of the other staff if they invite one? Should that be in your SOPs? I don't know. I, I, so again, I think that's a. I think that's something that you have to look at as far as your business culture, um, because if that kind of takes us back to the example I started with, which is somebody who has been there for you know just a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden they're invited to this party, and everybody makes a big deal about where this person's registered. You know, are they now? Do they now feel obligated to not only show up but show up with a gift for somebody that they didn't know? So again, this is not an easy question. It's not a black and white uh, answer. It really is going to come up to, in my opinion, and and Carrie, you can share yours. My opinion is it kind of comes up to what kind of money does do you pay as a as an organization? What kind of money do your staff have? Uh, what kind of role does your business want to play in this? In other words, perhaps it really is just the business buys one gift and 
you know, if staff are invited to the weddings or baby showers as personal friends, that's different. Okay. Well, here's my question. Um, so does the business buy the same kind of baby gift to a lead teacher as they do to a floater? Well, I think a lot of that comes back also to how long have those people been there, right? So yeah. Again, if your floater's been with you for three years, but your lead teacher's been with you for six weeks, mm-hmm. how do you make that decision? I mean, I think we think, okay, we have one person who had a baby. Cool. The population of the planet is continuing to grow. <laughs> we'll have this happen again. And so you have to think through what is the general pr- procedure. Um, And if you host the baby shower for all lead teachers when they have a baby, again, what if you hired that lead teacher, you didn't know that they were pregnant on their fourth day working with you, they say they're pregnant and they're six months along and they're just built like you and I. And so you can be six months pregnant and nobody can tell because we have these massive bone structures um, that we can hide a baby in. (laughs) Um, does that person get the baby shower because they're now a lead teacher who's been with you for four days? But that also comes back to the next question, which is weddings, graduations, other big money, you know, they turn 50, they turn 30, they turn 21. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think that, you know, you as a director really have to take a really hard look at this question. I found myself as a supervisor this week. So, you know, that's part of why we've, uh, we're talking about this this week is Carrie just threw a baby shower for a director. And I was put in charge of buying a wedding gift for a staff person who I've known a month. <laughs> now she's been with the organization for three years, but, um, but Kate is the new hire in this situation. I'm the new um, hire. So, and again, if you're a director going into an existing program, this may not have been a thing that you thought to ask the exiting director or to ask the, the owner or the board, what is the policy? And then you have a staff member who is hacked off because they didn't get their shower or maybe it's birthday parties. And the tradition has been that everybody gets their birthday off and then their first day back, there's cake for everybody and a gift certificate to a salon. Well, if you didn't know that, then you didn't do that. And now you've got angry staff because you're not taking care of your staff, which is not a good situation to be in. So Carrie, you've had a variety of different programs, different shapes, different sizes. You've consulted with different programs. And I kind of remember how you did it with one of your programs early on. In other words, when you were still a new business, how did you recognize birthdays? So I did birthdays and employment anniversaries, and I did one party a month. (laughs) Um, And anybody who had a work anniversary or a birthday during that month got input as to what kind of cake I made. Okay, so you you made the cake. I made the cake, yeah. So it could be as, you know, inexpensive as it needed to be. You're not talking major There was a list, like, (laughs) I don't make cheesecake. I eat cheesecake. I don't make cheesecake. I don't need to know how to make cheesecake. It's not a good idea. (laughs) I cannot know how to make that food. Um, So, you know, there was Black Forest cake and there was Strawberry Shortcake and there was Angel Food cake and uh, Pineapple Upside Down cake and Strawberry cake and um death by chocolate cake it was like chocolate vanilla <laughs> carrot cake well angel food is vanilla 
it's just a healthier vanilla. <laughs> um, white cake with white icing, lemon cake with chocolate icing, lemon cake with lemon icing is too much lemon even for me. Um, okay. That doesn't work. Chocolate icing, not lemon cake with chocolate lemon cake with chocolate icing it's really good yes it is <laughs> trust me right. but anyway they got to they got to decide amongst themselves which cake i was going to make and depending on which center it was and how many staff depending on whether it was you know an actual half sheet cake <laughs> that you know i can fit that size of pan into most ovens or whether it was a nine by 13 or you know uh if they wanted one of the ones with frosting, then it might be a, a six or an eight, a six, eight or nine inch layer cake. Okay. I so, like to bake guys. <laughs> <laughs> so how did this happen to you? Did you have an experience happen? Was this something you actually thought about before? I know you started in the field pretty young. Um, what was the, 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 the moment when you went, Ooh, I probably need to figure this out. Um, so when I started, I was in my twenties and I didn't have a big bankroll. Um, and so I needed to figure out ways that I could do staff motivation on a budget and feeding people food that I cooked was a way to do that. <laughs> um, so it was actually part of my plan from the beginning. Be it wasn't anniversary because it was mind boggling to me at 23 that people would stay working for me for 15 years. Um, but that happened. And so then the anniversaries went in with the birthdays and it's work anniversary, not there. I don't care how long you've been in a relationship with your significant other that's between you and your SO. I don't care. I don't care what gender your SO is. I don't, it could be a giraffe. I don't care. That doesn't have anything to do with work. <laughs> it's your work anniversary or your birthday. Okay. So, but what, what I meant by starting in the field is you also worked in childcare. Yes. So was there something at one of your work environments where you saw them do something or you saw an experience? No. Okay. No. Um, so the first center I worked at was a child development center at a high school. Um, and, uh, I was one of the teenagers working there. And so we were entirely expendable. I don't think the director ever even learned our names. Uh, <laughs> I worked there for a year. That was great. Um, and that didn't turn me off of the field, believe it or not. Um, and then I worked in a small nonprofit that had so little money that we made half of our own toys. Um, and so, you know, the director would make a point of telling us happy birthday on her birthday, but there wasn't any money in the budget or the money that was in the budget was not allocated for that kind of thing. Um, okay. all of our staff recognition went towards sending us to conferences and buying us, uh, subscriptions to, um, relevant publications. Okay. So you brought up a good point. It doesn't have to be anything. It can be a happy birthday. It can be a card. So if you do something simple like a cake, um, for birthdays and maybe work anniversaries, or even something like a card, or you just acknowledge that's going to take me to some of those bigger life events that we were just, that we were talking about that kind of started this topic because you asked a great question, which is that kindergarten rule. If you invite one, do you have to invite all? And again, I think, you know, 
I don't know if that's truly a, a standard operating procedure policy or employee policy. So, yeah, know. I mean, I got married while I was working at that small nonprofit and I invited, I was a lead teacher by that point, And I invited all of the lead teachers and the director, but you invited them because you were friends with them. You had right. no longer. And then I invited the assistants who worked in my classroom most of the time. Okay. Yeah. So but it wasn't a policy decision. Um, they hadn't had a wedding since the director who was there at that time became the director. Um, cause I was there before she was, so I knew there hadn't been any weddings. <laughs> um, and we did have a staff person have a baby a couple of years before that. And we, we all decorate the center bought onesies and gave everybody onesies to decorate for the baby. Okay. So in other words, a great way where everybody could be involved. Yeah. So I worked uh, one of my early jobs uh, right before I, well, not early but a job I had at the time I got married. Um, everybody chipped in and um, bought us uh, a, a couple gift, um, which was great, but I did hear later that there were grumblings about who gave what amount. Now, I didn't know, right? Like it wasn't something that bothered me, but um, there were some staff who felt like they were expected to sp spend a, a specific amount. So. Um, that became something I became very aware of, and I decided that as far as I was concerned, those types of things would come as gifts from the business, and that um, I would set basically a limit, so I had to figure that out, um, and it would, went for... Um, different types of like, you know, weddings might've been different than babies, which might've been different than, you know, graduations, um, you know, but I didn't make any sort of met, you know, matrix or anything that was, you know, if, if you, you didn't make it as a public years. announcement, <laughs> and when you have a baby, you will get a gift worth up to X dollars. That was not a public announcement you did. No. And I also didn't include it with a chart based on, you know, how long you'd been there. Um, but I had in my head, right? So like, at least I knew, because um, I do know there are people like me, right? Who keep tabs of, oh, that person's gift was, you know, $20 and mine was 10. Um, again, uh, so this happens even during teacher appreciation weeks, uh, especially if you have kids who bring in gifts, right? So you might have one classroom where, you know, 11 kids bring in gifts for the teachers. And then you have another classroom where only one gift is purchased for the teacher. Um, and maybe they're the same amount, but they look different. In other words, maybe one got this $50 Starbucks gift card and the other one got five candles. <laughs> so, you know, maybe the, the value would be similar. So um, although this seems like um, a conversation that you may be able to go, oh, I'll just deal with it when it happens. <laughs> you should probably have this in your budget somewhere. <laughs> it should be in your budget. And again, if you're new, you need to talk to somebody who's been there a while, like this director who I threw the shower for, she has an, a veteran teacher who's been with the program for five years. And whenever she has culture questions, she goes and talks to that five-year um, veteran and is like, I want to do this thing. Is this going to freak people out? Um, and she just runs it by that person and then takes it to the board of 
So again, if you're new to your position, go get you somebody who can answer those questions for you. Um, you know, I would like to think that everybody works in a perfect center and you were onboarded by the previous director for six weeks and she went over or he went over all of the culture things as well as what's in the handbook and your expectations and what your KPIs are and when they're due. But unfortunately, I don't think most programs do it that way. So that, so that brings me up to one last um, celebratory component that I want us to kind of include as we've talked about all of this. And I know that most programs make a decision as far as their calendars based on, um, a lot of people use school district holidays or federal holidays, but there are other religious days, holy days. Uh, you brought up people taking birthday as a day off. Um, yes, Christmas. <laughs> um, so there's a, a variety of different components that, again, people will sometimes celebrate. So they might celebrate Thanksgiving with some sort of staff meal. Well, how do you accommodate vegans, vegetarians, people who maybe have a really strong opinion about the historical representation of that holiday? Yeah, um, I have to say I was <laughs> a, I give a turkey at this time and a, and a ham at this time. And that worked except for, and then I had to come up with what was the, you know, so like my Muslim families just continued to get birds. They just got birds all the time the Muslims could eat the birds. Um, uh, the same would be true for Jews. Um, it, it was much more of an issue when I had vegans. I, I, I don't know what the equivalent of a turkey or a ham is to give. <laughs> um, and there's no 4th of July food. I would really like there to be 4th of July food I can give them. So I can except, give them something at the end of the year and something. Except you, except you were closed. You gave them a two week vacation. Um, yeah. That's what you gave them. <laughs> so you could always just ship them some hot dogs. Uh, there there we go. If I open another center, I will give them, I will give them a pack. I will give them two packs of hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we close for the week of 4th of July. And you could do that with beef, turkey, or, or, or vegan. Yep. So, um, <laughs> so beyond, beyond meat dogs. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what is your take on, or what are suggestions you might have for directors when it comes to recognizing, I'm going to call the, the, the culturally, the, the, Relevant? the not really culturally relevant, the ones that everybody knows. In other words, the, the, the Walmart holidays or the Hallmark holidays. In other words, how do you recognize or what are your thoughts or suggestions or advice to directors who are struggling with? I mean, it's going to depend on your program. I mean, if you're a program hosted inside a church, you're probably doing Christmas and Easter. I'm just going to guess that you're going to do those because you're hosted inside a church. Even if you're a secular program, you're going to probably be doing that even because of where you're hosted. If you're inside a school district, you might not. <laughs> um, Except here's my question though. It's really related to recognizing or celebrating staff. So again, where I work right now, they often, uh, pre-COVID, would have a big staff Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, however, we now have a much more culturally diverse um, uh, staff and a much larger about staff that's about twice the size. And so now the discussion was whether or not we were going to do that. And I'm just curious, when you start thinking about <laughs> feeding everybody at lunch, um, I mean, I think, again, like all those different, you know, yeah, I think the anniversary of when you're 
when your center opened makes a great time to be feeding everybody at lunch. When your business started is the anniversary and feed everybody then. And then you don't have any of these complexities about um, celebrating white people stealing land from indigenous people and then stealing their agricultural practices and sending them to places where they can't practice their agricultural practices. Uh, <laughs> okay, is- so one last holiday celebration thing. Um, and I know that I've seen different versions of it. Um, Secret Santas or, you know, boo. I saw a Halloween one. I forget what the blue one was, but I mean, I, I allowed the staffs at my school to make that decision. For me, the SOP was if you, that the entire staff had to agree it to do Secret Santa, if there was going to be Secret Santa and there had to be a dollar limit on both ends, like none of the gifts could be less than X and none of the gifts could be more than Y and you couldn't give more than X number. Okay. And so, so that was my solution was I abdicated responsibility and just gave their parameters so that every year, all of the staff had to make that decision. And, you know, most of the time, because I always had a very ethnically and geographically diverse staff, most of the time, the people who were new to the States were like, this is so cool and got really excited. But once or twice it didn't go over well, so they didn't do it. But again, it wasn't my monkey. It was the lead staff at that school. Great. Well, I love that idea of giving it back to the teachers and letting the teachers decide how they want to work it. Um, So the, the last component of that um, are things like white elephant gifts, bachelor at parties, things where perhaps um, alcohol, inappropriate or questionable gifts could be given. Do you have any suggestions related to that? If some staff or all staff are invited to something and all of a sudden you have a staff person who's insulted because of the funny shaped jello at uh, Susie's bridal shower. Um, I, I never had a policy on it. Um, I can see a reason why there maybe should be an SOP, but that's not one I ever had. Um, (laughs) I guess I was lucky. (laughs) Um, I mean, things, I think, I mean, we don't, I don't know if, you know, I think you have to talk to your staff before they host something like that. Or if you're doing a white elephant, you know, you need to make it very clear that all presents at the white elephant must be G rated. And everybody knows what a G rated present is versus a, an R or an X rated present. Um, I had one time where we said that and everybody bought movies. <laughs> like cartoons, like yeah. G rated. G rated. Um, Cause that was their way of ha ha look what you said carrie um so they they took you literally uh-huh they okay. did they took me literally um but for the most part i mean my thought is that if you have a staff person who's going to have a bachelor at party or a bachelor party um i would hope that your staff have enough discretion to not invite the born again christian to that activity um but some people are stupid <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know what else to say to that. Um, I suppose if you think your staff person may be stupid enough to invite this, the born again Christian to that activity um, that is happening at, uh, you know, La Bear or some other, you know, place where there's going to be exotic dancers that you talk to them and say, I don't mean to call you stupid, but don't do this. <laughs> okay. So as we're doing this, I came up with one last You've already said last twice. I don't know that anybody's going to believe you anymore. <laughs> okay, well, another one. I won't call it the last. Another one. So how do you deal with staff who are really, really good friends outside of the work environment who bring a significant gift to the coworker at work? In other words, and, you know, that coworker thinks they have other really good friends, but all of a sudden they bring something that just seems like an outrageous gift uh, and give it to the staff person. And of course, probably not with any real intent other than just that's when they saw them or it was really their birthday or they haven't seen them or the other one with that might be somebody came back from vacation and bought a gift for. So again, I, I don't know that you need to have a policy for that in advance. Um, I think you're just going to have to deal with the fallout um, and you're going to, because you can't have a policy for everything that ever could possibly happen. Um, so my thought is if you have staff who get their nose out of joint because they weren't given as big a present or the present they gave is not appreciated as much as the bigger present, because both of those happen, um, you just have to say they didn't know you as well. <laughs> Um, or you didn't know them as well. Um, and that's no reflection on your generosity, the other person's generosity, whatever. Um, and you just bring them into the, your office and you talk to them like they're middle schoolers because they're behaving like middle schoolers. Yeah, because you also have the whole love language part, right? Like there right. would be, you know, some coworkers who would absolutely love a coffee mug, others who would go, okay, this is like my 27th mug. The yeah, number no. I have. And they, and they don't drink coffee, right? So you don't drink coffee, right? So, um, or um, like I did that with candles. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's things like that, that, you know, it really does mean that you have to kind of think through. And so hopefully today's podcast, we gave you as directors some things to think about. Uh, and as Carrie um, kind of pointed out, you don't necessarily have to have an SOP for every time a teacher, parent, kid might give, get, want to give a gift, but be aware that um, you can definitely have staff on both sides. The staff, you feel like, oh God, it's another one, you know, because as a parent, I used to do that. I have, I have four kids. And so, you know, like another birthday party, like there were times and years where I felt like we had one every single day of every single weekend. And even at $20, <laughs> that gets to be a lot of money. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. you know, um, if you have a large program or lots of staff or you have staff at the right age where they're all getting married and they're all having kids and, you know, you have to just be aware. You can't just, um, <clears throat> can't just buy really cool gifts for the um, owner's daughter. <laughs> what? Um, so not you, but that happened to the job I was at. Yeah, I know. I remember. <laughs> so, I remember. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's just something to think about. And so hopefully we have given you literally a little food for thought. Have a great week. 
Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.